Hello and welcome back to the Norwich Film Festival podcast. My name is Neve Brooke and I'm a festival assistant here at the Norwich Film Festival. Today I'm speaking with Adla Masood, the director of Wild is the Spring. Wild is the Spring captures moments in the lives of diverse ethnic communities who struggle to survive when their lives descend into chaos. Hello and welcome. I'm here today with Adela Masood, the writer, director and producer of Wild is the Spring, which was nominated for Best Documentary at this year's Norwich Film Festival. How are you today? Great. Thank you so much for having me. So just to start off, could you tell me yeah. a little bit about yourself? Okay, so I'm uh, Lebanese. I was uh, born in Beirut. And I left when I was six years old and uh, grew up actually in London because oh. my father, uh, yeah, my father lived in uh, in the UK since the age of 14. And uh, and then actually we left Lebanon because of the war, the civil war, which, you know, had a big impact on a lot of us. And so I stayed, I you know, I stayed there to one point I came to the US um, for three months for a work stint. And I ended up meeting my husband, who is American, and I ended up staying in New York. <laughs> so I've been in New York now, uh, 2000, yeah, year 2000. So um, it's basically, I feel like, you know, a global citizen, you know, who's uh, lived a bit everywhere. So I don't really feel, even though my roots are in Lebanon, I just feel like I belong everywhere. Like, yeah. So obviously you have, like you just said, you have your roots in the Lebanon. How yeah. did this idea for Wildest Spring come to be? Where did, you know, that spark of inspiration that you wanted to make this film come about from? Okay, so I always wanted to to produce documentaries. You know, I've, I've always been a journalist. Mm. And there came a point I felt journalism wasn't enough anymore and I wanted to go into documentaries. Um, but it took a while because, you know, since I got married and I had children, mm. I didn't... I didn't, I felt bad about leaving them. <laughs> so I wanted them to be a bit more independent so I could go and do it. But this idea came to me actually um, in 2003 during the Iraq war. And when I was here in the States and a lot of people couldn't understand. I mean, like that the region, the Levant region, which comprises Turkey, Lebanon, um, Israel, Palestine, Jordan, Iraq is very multicultural. Mm -hmm. And they kept, they would view it with one lens, you know, like, oh, it's the Muslim world. And what I was trying to, I wanted to highlight this multiculturalism, you know, you have all kinds of uh, religions, ethnicities. And so this is the, this is when the idea came to me. But then as you know, I couldn't do it straight away because of, you know, because of my, because of my kids, I waited. And then I, decided I need okay the time the right time came and it, it was something that's been brewing in my mind for a few years and then I started raising money this is my uh, my first film um so I reached out to friends because you know as a first-time filmmaker you know it's impossible to get yeah. a grant uh, <laughs> you know how difficult it is so they believed in it they were uh, you know they're a great group of friends um so I raised seed money and went out there looked for the characters it took actually looking finding the characters is what took a really long time I imagine um, a lot of research um and then especially I went to different countries um yeah so this is how it happened I mean I like I started off and um we went actually we even went to Egypt 
Okay. Uh, went to Egypt and then went to Lebanon and Syria and Iraq and Turkey. No, it was a it was a great experience and journey. It was you know it was super educational. Uh, it sounds amazing. I mean, it sounds like such an incredible experience. Not only you know as a filmmaker and and with that journalistic background, you know, learning those stories, but also probably for you personally, it must have been quite empowering. You know, you've had your children that you're doing something for you. This is what you wanted. This is the seed that you wanted to grow. That must be an amazing feeling to have this, you know, piece of film that's incredible and that you wanted to make and you managed to make yourself independently. That is so incredible. It's very inspiring. Oh, thank you. Um, yeah, I just wanted, you know, I was more driven by the fact that I wanted to come and, you know, yeah. show the people here in America, this is what our region is like, you know, which because um, it's completely misrepresented in, in the media. And that re even though I work in the media, but I mean, you have different. Yeah. But it, it, this is what this is what this is what was driving me, basically. It's very I wanted to educate people. I wanted to show them what it's really like. And that's the power of film is to educate and inspire and represent different cultures and different societies. And I think as a, you know, as a society in the world, we are so focused on what's going on in our lives that you often don't stop and think yeah. what's happening in other countries and to other people who are living day to day just like us. And it's such an eye opening film to these experiences that I hadn't. Obviously, I was aware of what was going on and, you know, but I hadn't, you know, stopped and taken the time. So it really just gives you the moment to sit and reflect. It's really powerful. No, I mean, it was very, I mean, even for me, who is from the region and, uh, you know, I've experienced war there. Mm -hmm. it, was, it was just very difficult to sit with the characters and see what they're going through. I mean, it's pure hell. And then, but you realize, I mean, the resilience that humans have is incredible. I mean, the strength that keeps, them going even though they're going through hell they have nothing to look forward to it must, yeah. there's that really powerful line where i'm not sure if it was you but someone asks um hamoudi i hope i'm pronouncing that right um um what do you dream of and he said there's no dreams left yeah oh it, my god i cried oh, yeah you know when you hear it and it just sort of it gets you and you you in those what four words you understand every single thing that boy is going through yeah. And then to still see that they have that hope and that he still wants to travel and that he still wants to, you know, it's so incredible, like, just to give these stories such a platform. Yeah, that was heartbreaking. I mean, and that boy, you know, he's been, uh, they, they, they went to Lebanon. I mean, he's been there, like, since I met him when he was about 12 years old. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, like in Lebanon, Syrian refugees don't have much of, they, they can't go to school, they can't do much. So he's stuck in this hole where he, he can't, he does nothing for him. He's, all his dreams have been shattered. His father won't let him uh, go to Europe, you know, like every other Syrian refugee who want to escape the hell they're in and they want to, you know, look for a brighter future. He would, he kept pulling him back and he, you could you could feel his frustration and and at that time when I interviewed him that was I think like that was the worst I'd seen him you know you felt like he was about to explode and oh. time went crying, crying. <laughs> no I mean it's like the, I wish I could have I could do something for them yeah. you know like uh... but in a way making this film and giving them a platform to share your stories you have done something for you you've shared their experiences and now 
you know, more eyes will be opened up to their situation. Yeah, of course. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that was that was the whole uh, point. Yeah. Moving sort of forward a little bit, you briefly touched on this, but what was it like going to find, you know, the characters in the film? You mentioned that it was a long process, but could you go into a little bit more detail about how it sort of came to be and how, you know, the relationship between you and the characters grew? Because obviously there has to be that trust. Could you go into a little bit about that? Yeah, of course. Um, okay, so basically uh, in Lebanon for me, because it's my backyard, so I knew where to go and who to contact and where to look. Um, so the the first, uh, after doing a lot of research, you know, because you have to speak to, you have to use your network, speak to friends, ask around, read um, the papers. Uh, I came across uh, Rifat, uh, the older man who lives yeah. in Mosa Balbak. Oh my God, he was, <laughs> I mean, this guy should be in movies. <laughs> <laughs> He was just like a natural, you know, it's just like <laughs> you switch the camera on and he'd bring everything out. And <laughs> he, he was incredibly powerful. Um, so he was like, he, he was easy. He fi- I, it, I didn't take much time to find him. Mm-hmm. Um, for Iraq, um, that because I, you know, uh, I didn't know, uh, I didn't know many people there. So. Uh, as a journalist, I asked, you know, for a fixer, and I found Mahmoud, who's a brilliant fixer who worked with Newsweek and other major uh, news outlets. And um, he, oh, and yeah, no, so be, well, I told him, no, actually, sorry, I was researching, that's it, I was researching, and I came across this beekeeper story. Yes, and I told him. That one was yeah incredible. I told him about the beekeeper. So we went. He knew the Abdullah, the beekeeper. So we went. We met him. His story was incredible. I mean, and he was when I met him. He was still in the midst of like trying to help all these women mm-hmm. uh, flee uh, ISIS, and uh, and I kept asking him, please take me with you because he would go into Raqqa and whatever. I mean, would go to the Syria border. He's and he wouldn't let me. He's like, no, you're crazy. I would never let you because we wanted to film it. And and then um, and then there was no way I was going to let Aaron, who's the cinematographer, and he's American, that would go with him. So it was just way too dangerous, and he wouldn't let yeah. us. But he, he was incredible, um, such a wise man, you know, and and courageous, you know. So he's he was telling me how, I mean, more than half of his uh, family disappeared when uh, ISIS came uh, into their village, into Sinjar, and took everyone. And, and it all started with his niece uh, because she was taken by ISIS. She called him one one day and uh, told him she, uh, you know, she'd been taken, blah, and where she was and whatever. And then this is how he decided that he wanted to set up a whole network to try and get her out. So once he tried, he got her out. He he decided that he wanted to help other uh, women, and uh, he used his own money, his own revenue from money. Uh, to do this and he used a whole network of uh, tobacco smugglers because you know to to help he would pay them double yeah because they would go into Raqqa with their tobacco so he would pay them double so for them to for them to help him get the women out it's so, such you know, incredibly like amazing yeah. and inspiring story and then there's that line where he said what was it you know I'm inspired by the bees you know they respect their women women work and, you know, it's that 
it ties with a theme that's so prevalent in the film that you follow, that the nature, you know, the natural world is peaceful and works harmoniously and that the world that we live in, you know, is chaos and destruction. Did you think that sort of natural theme and, you know, alongside war, is that an important theme that you wanted to include in your film? Yes, of course. Yes, of course. And I wanted to highlight the beauty of the region. I mean, I know there's a lot of ugliness going on, but I also wanted to highlight, look, there is a beautiful side to the region and it, it's the nature, nature that, you know, overcomes. It's so powerful. And that shot of the tree where it's just sort of looming. Oh, isn't it beautiful? It's it was really, yeah. And I wanted to highlight also, this is how old the region is, you know, how far we go back. I mean, all these communities like the Yazidis, they go back centuries. And if you could, you look at the tree, you feel like, you know, it's like an old person's, you know, face yeah. history in it. And, and, but it's still rooted there. It's still there. It's resilient. It's not going to go. That's, it's just like, it's like you said, it's that theme of the film, that root, that, you know, that determination to stay. And, you know, that determination to carry on. Yeah. It matches so beautifully with the stories that your characters have told in the film. It's such a clever, you know, dynamic. It's it's incredible. I loved it. Yeah. And then it's, you know, these, these communities have been there for centuries and they don't want to go. No. But all this war and conflict are wiping and trying to push them out. Oh, it's all like, it's a very you know when you feel like it you feel like you're just so inspired and like it's it's a difficult topic did you find it difficult you know once you went home and the edit was complete did you find it difficult you know processing what you'd learned and what you'd been through because obviously you've you've taken on a lot of people's stories how did you find you know how was really that no, but that, I mean, like I've, you know, <laughs> I felt like a, you, you, when you're a filmmaker, you're also a therapist, yeah. somebody, you know, because they're talking to you about their problems and and the trauma, the post, you know, PTSD, especially the Yazidi girl and her mother. I mean, it's it's like you you take it in and you try to be supportive, and it's actually after after I le I leave them when I come back to New York that's when I realized and it it kills me and I, I spent a lot of time crying yeah of course because, uh, yeah I mean no one should have to go through what they're going through nobody no human no matter who you are what you are where you're from nobody should have to go through this well it's hopefully if enough people see your gorgeous film and are you know inspired by the message that you're praying you know, presenting hopefully in the future no one will if we all you know take a lesson from this film I've got one final question for you about your film mm -hmm. how did it feel sort of learning you know there's that lovely moment of hope at the end where is it Shayla is that her name have I pronounced it knowing that she finally got to go to school and there's that you know she finally got that dream and she's living you know a normal life how did it feel learning that and getting that sort of moment of you know relief knowing that she's escaped that turmoil how did that feel um well that felt great that i mean i knew they were applying mm -hmm. uh, to go to germany because the germans were helping a lot of the yazidis and uh you know that the moment that when you i filmed her she was running with the yellow yeah. scarf and you know she said to me that after we filmed that the next day she said to me, that's the freest, that's the moment where I felt the freest, you know, the happiest. 
I don't broke my heart, you know, just running in the field, you know, it's like just a simple moment just made her day. Oh, bless um, her cuddle. You know? <laughs> I know, yeah, I'm still in touch with them. I, 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 I WhatsApp them. Um, we send voicemails because her, the mother is illiterate. They can't, she mm. can't type and the girl too. So we send each other voice messages and they're very, they're happy, but, and I'm happy they're getting the care they need because of all the trauma they've been through. This is, I mean, I'm happy for that. And I'm happy she's able to go to school and live in a normal world. I mean. Wonderful. How lovely that you're, you know, you're still in touch and you she'll probably have that, you know. Well, I'm so attached to them. I can't like, uh, yeah, I, I, <laughs> I, I just I, I don't know they like I feel like you know I'm gonna be in touch with them for the rest of my life and yeah. I just want to make sure they're okay and we just completely we we connected uh, I'm in touch with all of them um, it's hard to let go you know yeah. like they be, you become you spend so much time with them and it's they become part of your family your you know your circle yeah it must be such an intimate bond like you said they share their stories to you and they trust you to share their story so it's lovely that you're you know united by that and even if you are in New York and they're in the Lebanon you have that unification and like they've got that support and you have that you know the trust that they have in you yeah that's very important as a filmmaker to I mean especially for the Yazidis uh, the, uh, uh, Ahlam and Shilan it's you know I had to build that trust because they've been so traumatized and so let down that it was hard for them to trust anyone. So I had to slowly build that trust for them to want to open up to me. And that took a long time. But I don't want to, I didn't, I don't feel like, I didn't want them to feel like, oh, I just came into your world to film you. I took what I wanted and I left. No, yeah. that's not, you know, I'm there for you, no yeah. matter what. The mutual relationship of respect and trust and support. And yeah. I mean, that's, encapsulates the message of your film of trust and support and respect just making the film so it's an incredible film full of you know hope and you know a very powerful message of please let us live in harmony like the natural world let's all you know take a step back and actually process what's happening and it's truly truly remarkable thank you very much for making world thank you thank you so much I have one more question for you. It's not about Wild as the Spring. Are you excited for this year's Norwich Film Festival? (laughs) (laughs) Nice little plug at the end. Yeah, of course, I'm super excited. I'm uh, I'm planning to come. Oh, that'll be amazing. Wonderful. We can't wait to see you. I can't wait for everyone to see your remarkable film. Thank you so much. Thank you very much for your time today. Thank you, Nia. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Norwich Film Festival podcast. This year's festival will be running from the 11th to the 20th of November, with our online platform running till the 4th of December. Make sure to give us a follow on Instagram and Twitter, and keep up to date with all things Norwich Film Festival on our website. Thank you so much for listening. I've been Neve Brooke, and I hope you enjoy the festival.